Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Hey everybody, I'm Becky. And I'm Laura. And today we are discussing the book, uh, Mr. Dickens and His Carol. And this is our Christmassy theme book for the month. We're taking the rest of the month off to just be with family and enjoy some of our Christmas traditions. So you probably will not hear from us until January after this, but uh, this is a really good book to do for this month because it's obviously Christmas themed. So um, before we start talking about the book, do you want to share what you have been drinking lately? Yes, I will. Um, so there's kind of a story to go along with it today. So okay. um, Becky and I had planned to record today, and um, I, I'm I'm not going to lie, I totally forgot. <laughs> and um, so she calls me, and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, I forgot. Like, okay, give me like five minutes. I, I you know, I, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll just, I'll get the kids ready for their, because... They always have to take a like a book rest uh-huh. in the afternoon. Yeah. So I'll get them going on their book rest. I'll come up. It'll be fine. So I'm like getting them ready, and then I'm like, "Ooh, coffee! Uh-huh. I need some. Co- I need some coffee." So I'm making <laughs> I'm making this coffee, and I think I told you about this bag. I have a new little device. Yeah. That ben got me for my birthday. Yeah. And it is um, it's like a manual espresso maker. Uh huh. Um. And I think most people would probably think of like a mocha pot, but it's not a mocha pot. It's an actual, like, it makes real espresso, but it's just like a hand pump thing. Okay. Um, And so, like, you just put some coffee, like some ground espresso beans into this little thing, and then you put a little, like, device on top of that where you put the water in, and then there's a pump on top of that where you just pump, Hmm. and then it falls into this cup at the bottom, and it's, I mean, it's real espresso. I don't, Hmm. it's like magic to me. I don't know. Like, I I don't, I don't know how that's a thing. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I had never heard of it. I had been kind of researching espresso machines because you yeah. know I, I really like espresso and yeah. I was like oh, I don't want to drop a lot of money on an espresso machine mm-hmm. I had one before and it worked fine and yeah. I and I actually you know well you know I yeah. gave it to you uh, I benefit and, um, <laughs> yeah so because I was kind of like well I don't use it that much anymore blah blah I don't yeah. know like I can't remember I would think I was more into coffee at that moment mm-hmm. and um so then I was like well I might go back to espresso for a while and I found this thing online Hmm. anyway so I'm making this espresso today and I'm like trying to hurry you know because I'm like oh my gosh I totally forgot and um yeah I came up here I'm setting up my little spot on my desk you know to record yeah yeah totally spill my coffee on the like mouse like I'm like oh oh, no so I'm like so I'm like running around like trying to clean it up you know and it's my bedroom so it's not set up for spills and I'm, like, racing around trying to, like, clean it up. And I'm, like, oh. oh, no. And I'm thinking, like, cords are the bane of my existence. Because it was because <laughs> of a cord. Okay? And I have said probably, definitely my whole marriage. Definitely the whole marriage. But maybe even before that, that cords are the bane of my existence. Okay? <laughs> because I, when I was younger, I had, like, maybe one or two things to plug in in my room. Uh Uh-huh. And then in college, I had, like, 
not that much electrical stuff. Right. But my husband is massively into electronics and mm-hmm. computers and all this stuff. And I just swear, like, they they just, they drive, they kind of drive me crazy. Yeah. Like. I could totally <laughs> see that. Yeah. They just, and they get in the way and you can't clean well. Yeah. Around all the cords yeah. and stuff. Anyway. So I was like, once again, cords. <laughs> bane of my existence and as i'm as i'm thinking that it happens again oh no laura <laughs> you had a horrible morning <laughs> and it spilled like almost all the rest of my coffee and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna kill this thing because otherwise it will end up on the floor i it's not it's not for drinking today it's not gonna happen oh so, so sad. did you at least uh, have coffee this morning i I had, yes, I had a double shot. Okay. So I at least had something, but I just, I was so excited about my espresso because it's really good. Yeah. Like it's good espresso. Yeah. And I'll do like, I usually do like a little bit of cream and a little bit of soy milk. And I like kind of, um, oh, like I use one of those little mini blender things, yeah. you know, like yeah. to kind of whip it up a little bit and just like maybe one or two pumps of caramel syrup and then after I pour that into the espresso then I do just a little bit of Himalayan pink salt just on top and it is so delicious that sounds amazing it's so delicious it's really good Hmm. so I'm really sorry about that it's like it's okay I ended up having to just do the shot of whatever was left to just be like well I got to enjoy that like you know a little (laughs) mouthful or whatever well after this you're gonna have to go make another cup I'm and I think I'm stay gonna have far to. away from your computer. Yes, I was like, "What in the world?" <laughs> like I'm the pain of my. So sad. So it sad. it really was a sad moment for me. Yeah, but oh. I'll get over it. Anyway, <laughs> long involved story for not much actual story, but they really are the bane of my existence because oh. both times it was the stupid cord. <laughs> Okay, so I have a cord story. I just want to share it real quick. It's fast. Yes, do tell. So when I was in college, okay, do you remember um, those shoes that... (laughs) It's embarrassing to even say that I wore these, but um, they were slip-ons, like high heel slip-ons. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Almost like like a mule type shoe or something. Yeah, like the whole back was open. Yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Okay. Yeah. Not, you know, they were in at the time, all right? <laughs> hey, back then, <laughs> I think, those were I in. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, I'm, I, I think they were. Uh, anyway, so I was wearing those with a dress on and tights, which is even more embarrassing. And... Uh, but again, that was it. Yeah. I also went to a... Bible college, you know, so we had to wear dresses at the time. Anyway, so I was at work. I worked at a bookstore and <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention. And there was a phone cord like going across from one desk to another desk. And I don't know what I was doing, but I totally somehow got it stuck inside my shoe. Tripped, oh, no. Fell, rolled. It was. <laughs> It was horrible. It was horrible. And everybody, you could tell when I looked up. I mean, I didn't hurt myself. But when I looked up, you could tell that everybody was like, oh, I want to laugh so hard. But is she okay? (laughs) 
was so embarrassing. I have a ton of false stories, though, because oh. I am like our mother, and I fall oh constantly. Word. So, Oh, my yeah. word. There was a, yeah, there was too many of those to name growing up. Um, and they were exactly that way where you're like, oh, my gosh, do not laugh. She might be seriously injured. Yes. Do not laugh. Like rolling seriously. down the hill. Like, Are you thinking yes, about that one? Don't, yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. Don't laugh. Please do not laugh. Uh, our mother is the queen uh, of falls. Yes. <laughs> anyway. She's, I mean, she, yeah, <laughs> that was just a little rabbit trail there. Oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry about uh, okay. that, Laura. <laughs> it's okay. I just it just reiterated to me that cords are more evil than almost anything. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, are, yeah. I mean, I think they are like invented by Satan or something. <laughs> I, I just at least in my house, at least in my house. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, how so, about that book, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, before yes. we do the book, you want to talk about the dessert? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I think you know, Becky, I am a little bit, like, I, I'm kind of an Anglophile. I really like British stuff. Like, uh, I just find it interesting. Yes. And um, some of it is so, like, just quaint and cute and stuff, and I like the history of it. Yeah. So I thought for this book um what would be more quintessential british christmas than mince pies that's right you know i mean it's it's i mean that's from what i hear they're everywhere at christmas time Mm -hmm. in england yeah um so i have not actually tried the recipe yet but i will put it up on the website but Mm -hmm. um i want to i wanted to make it for christmas yeah so i'm gonna wait a little bit and probably do it you know, sometime that week of Christmas or something so that we yeah. can have mince pies like the week of Christmas. Yes. And I was thinking I might even be able to like save a few and like bring them to your house because yes. I actually get to go see Becky Yay. for Christmas. So that's super it's exciting. It's going to be a Tennessee Christmas. A ten of Tennessee <laughs> Christmas. I didn't know the song. Uh, <laughs> it's horrible. I live in Tennessee. I don't know the song. Well, there may have snow up in Colorado. <laughs> it sounds a little too country for me. So it's pretty. It right it's pretty country there. Let's... And it's it's none too none too shy on the cheese either. But <laughs> seemed appropriate at the moment. Oh man. Um. So yeah. So I get to go see Bucky, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. And, and together are coming down. We will try so. some mince pies. Yeah. And watch White Christmas. Yes. Sisters. <laughs> yes, sisters. And anyway. then we usually go, da 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 sisters. Because we don't really know the lyrics. No. Um, so anyway, so mince pies. And if you want the recipe that we will be using, check the website. Yes. And if you do try them, let us know how it goes. We yeah, would yeah. love to see pictures or hear of, you know, tales of disaster yeah. or success. Yes. So you can drop us a line at our website, which is groundsfordiscussionpodcast.com. You can also email us at groundsfordiscussionpodcast 
at Gmail. Um, we would love to hear how it goes. Yeah. And you could even send us some pictures. We would love to see that because I just think it's it's fun to experiment on some of these things that you're not as familiar with yes. culturally or that kind of thing. It's just it's just fun to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. All so, right. To the book. To the book, my dear. <laughs> so, okay. I am curious. Like, did you... Okay, so, okay. Brief synopsis yeah. for those who may not have read it or who don't plan to read it, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, this book is, uh, it's not a super long book, but it's, I would call it, I mean, it is still a novel, but it's a book, um, obviously, about Dickens. Yeah. And he's the main character. He's the narrator of the story. Mm-hmm. And it kind of um, imagines what it would be like if he... When, kind of when he was writing the story of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. So it kind of places him in his own story mm-hmm. and sort of imagines like, okay, what if this happened? And that's what inspired A Christmas Carol. Right. So it goes through and it starts with him around Christmas time with his family. And he has this, um, It's it takes place when he was writing his, I think, Chuzzlewit character or yes. something like that. Yep. And um, it's kind of tanking. Yes. And the ratings, mm-hmm. and nobody's really buying it. They're having to, like, you know, practically give this thing away. Nobody's reading it. Which, again, I need to look it up. I don't know if that's true. It is. That part of is it that, is true. Okay. So, apparently, that particular um, serial was just not well-received. People yep. didn't really like it that much. Um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he wrote a lot of his novels as serials in a magazine and then they yeah. ended up in the end kind of putting them together into the novel and selling it as a book. Yeah. And um, that was one thing that was different about this book. He wanted it made into a book first. Like he didn't want to put yes. it in, into. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. He wanted the whole thing out there. Yes. All as one thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So he's, he's writing this Chuzzlewit character series. And I don't even know what the name of it was, to be honest with you. And it's just not doing well. And his publishers are saying, look, you need to write a Christmas book and you need to write it before Christmas. Yeah. Because we need to get something out there that's going to make more money because this yeah. thing's tanking. Mm-hmm. And he is very um, against that idea. He doesn't want to be told what to write. He doesn't frankly have any real ideas for that and mm-hmm. just doesn't want to do it and yeah. he doesn't see why he should have to so he kind of like throughout the pro you know throughout the book he kind of gets more and more like grumpy yeah he <laughs> becomes mean, more and, of a scrooge yeah he becomes more and more like scrooge and um so obviously in the end he does write the book mm-hmm. um and there's kind of some surprises along the way about yeah. how that comes about yeah so is that is that enough to go on? You think? I think so. Yeah. In okay. case people still want to read it. Yeah. Sure. I don't want to give away everything, but that's kind of a, a basic. Yeah. Uh, you know, basic ideas. Yeah. Of what happens. Yeah. So what what did you think? Like, what did you think about him <sighs> as the narrator? <laughs> um, or okay. as a character? Well, it, it, when the book started out, I really enjoyed it. I loved the, just the feeling of, oh, it's Christmas time. It's Dickens. He's with his family. His wife had just had a baby in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it was their 
like what, fifth, fifth or sixth or yeah. something. Like, which in real life he did. He had ten children with her. So, oh wow, um, okay, yeah, but um. And I love, don't you love the part where he's like writing and he's so excited about this new installment of Chuzzlewit and he's waiting for the baby to be born, but he's kind of oblivious. Like he's just totally into his writing and he's like talking to his agent or whatever. And he's like, maybe, I I guess it would probably be too much to expect her to listen to the, to the draft. Uh, She's literally in labor, (laughs) like upstairs in labor right now yeah and he's he's talking to his agent like do you think it'd be too much to ask her (laughs) like if she could if she could maybe you know (laughs) listen to the draft it's really good it's really good she's gonna like it get out of (laughs) here i thought that was hilarious i was like oh my gosh here's a man from the era Uh before men were allowed into the birth (laughs) yeah Which I have a whole lot to say on who he was as a real person. But we can get to that later. Okay. Okay. Um, But that kind of, you know, feeds into it a little bit. But anyway, it really, really dragged for me, like, in the middle of the book. Until. Okay. okay so he. I, I'll tell a part of it. He. Um, yeah. Okay. Because this is kind of near the the beginning, too. He gets, doesn't he get a letter from, um, I can't remember her name, but it's a woman that he yes. used to see. And she's married now. And he gets all excited. And he's like, well, maybe this will be my inspiration to go see her. Yes. So he goes to see her. And she ends up being a gossip. And, a, you know, he thinks she's after his money. So he's like, never mind. (laughs) But then Uh, his wife finds out and sees the letter that the woman sent him. And she's like, um, bye. Like she takes all of her children and goes to Scotland. No, where's she going? Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, I think she goes to Scotland. Because isn't she Scottish or something? Yes. Which I kind of wondered about too in real life. I'm not sure about that. I didn't, I didn't look that up, but. Okay. Um. Yeah, so she just goes for whoever knows how long. So he's kind of by himself, and he becomes a little bit of a recluse slash, I don't know, he kind of goes off the deep end a little bit. Um, Yes. And he meets this woman who he becomes very close to and attached to. And um, for me, that whole part, which was most of the book, was, yeah, it was a good chunk. It was really hard to read because it was like, dude, you are being an idiot. And yeah. like he just he just kept pursuing this woman. And it's like, um, can we remember your wife, Catherine, and your six children? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It just really annoyed me a lot. And um, the thing is, that part of the story is not true. So it wasn't even okay. necessary. I, f- I understand why she did it based on the ending. I understand. Right. However, I think she could have made the relationship something completely different and not had it be like a romantic thing. And yeah, it still would have given value to the story. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Because there was initially that for me too, where I was kind of like, why are you 
Like, dude, you need to focus on writing and getting your wife back. Yes, yes. That's all. Yeah. Those are your two jobs right now. Mm-hmm. You have two, not three. Right. There is no chasing some random lady. Exactly. You know, I, I know. I totally felt the really, same way. really, really annoyed me. Um, and the weird thing is, like, it's never, like, they don't, they don't do anything. And they no. don't, there's no, like, nothing like that. But, no. like. It's just annoying that he's like he's obsessed with her. You know, yeah. Like, what? Why are you focused on that? You need to get your priorities straight, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. And there is there is a twist with that, like at the end. But I don't yes. think it was worth it. I think she could have portrayed them as like just really good friends. I or I agree with you. I I, I agree with you. I just didn't see the need for him to be. Um, so infatuated with her. Yeah, I, I agree. On a romantic level. I didn't think that was necessary. And I thought she was almost trying to go for, like, he was looking for a muse almost. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. And the muse in throughout literature does tend to be sort of this almost romantic, mm-hmm. you know, figure. Like, somebody in your life who's, a lot of times, they, you know, with artists and stuff, they end up being, like, either a mistress or a, mm-hmm. so, you know, like, somebody yeah. who's, you know, it's not usually the wife, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. usually the muse is somebody else. Right. And so I almost had the feeling that she was kind of going for, like, like, he was looking for someone to help him write. Yeah. I think she even wrote that into the book, that he thought that. You know. Oh, okay. Could be. I, I think. That. Um, because that's why he went to the first lady. He was looking R- right. for inspiration. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And the first lady, I don't know if we said, but she was actually a, a former, like, he dated her, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they were sort of romantically attached when mm-hmm. he was young. She yep. was almost like his first love. Yeah. And... Yeah, so it's like he's like it's like he's running around looking for a muse mm-hmm. other than you know his wife because well she's gone I guess I better you know right. like I'm like okay you know you could have gone with her right that's what I kept thinking go with her or go get, go get her, her back yes yeah. write to her something dude yeah yeah like I agree yeah yeah so anyway. Uh, that part really bothered me. I, I near the end, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the ending. Yeah, I'll the ending that. was good. Mm-hmm. I did like the ending. What did you think about about the the way that this was written and the the whole scenario I, with that? I, I would. I think we're pretty much on the same page. Yeah. I I enjoyed the kind of atmosphere of the piece, mm-hmm. and it's a. It's a Christmas story about Christmas. Yeah. A, you know, about a Christmas story. Right. And it's so, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's and it's Dickens, which is where we get the idea for modern Christmas. Exactly. Basically. Yes. Um, so it was fun atmospherically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree that I don't feel like it had like I feel like she just just kind of barely missed the mark with me. Yeah. Like if it had been much more of a just this is a mysterious woman what's up with her why do I why yes. you know why does she do this or why does she do that and it hadn't been so much like where it felt like at least, at least it felt like yeah that he was kind of infatuated with her yeah um if it if that element hadn't been there I think it would have been kind of a home run oh yeah I, you I know? do too 
Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's like, oh, it could have been, yeah, you know? I know. But, yeah. But, yeah. So I kind of want to talk about some of the things that were true, not true, uh, some of the things that, you know, the book was based on. Is that all right? Yeah, let's go for it. So um, first of all, do you have any, like, anything to say about that? Like, did you do any research or? Well, I, first of all, I, it should be said Mm -hmm. that for the second month in a row, (laughs) We've done books about authors that I'm not actually particularly fond of. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris, A Christmas Carol yeah. is, I think, literally the only Dickens I've read that I've actually enjoyed. Okay. Um, and I think part of it is because it's shorter. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's not. Yeah. And and it, and it makes sense because again, he was writing, um, for for basically like magazines. Mm-hmm. He was so he he was so he needed to spin out the tale. People wanted that, right? You know, when people were reading back then, um, you know they they wanted to get their money's worth. They yeah. wanted to hear more and more details and more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, okay, what's the next segment of this Odyssey? Because it was always an Odyssey, a big epic yes. saga, long. Yes drawn out everything you know and that frankly is not necessarily my favorite mm-hmm. style of writing or genre right um so for me i've read a few dickens i mean i remember reading great expectations back in the day i read um did you didn't like great expectations it was all right i i enjoyed that one that was like one of the only ones that I really yeah okay well, and I mean, I didn't hate it and I finished it mm-hmm. and it wasn't like, this wasn't like in high school or anything. I, I read it on my own. So, okay. you know, obviously I, if I finished it, I must not have completely hated it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I used to be kind of more restrained by the idea of like, this is a classic. I need to at least try yeah. to get through it so I can understand why it's important. I don't care about that anymore. Right. I'm too old for that. <laughs> exactly. You know? I mean, Read what it, you want. <laughs> because there's so many classics that are great too. That's so if right. it's about reading something that's classic, there's going to be something I like. Yeah, that's a classic. Exactly. So yeah. to me, I just don't care about that anymore. Yeah, I just I'm gonna if I don't like it, nope. On to the next thing. There's too many waiting. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I've never been a huge like Dickens fan, but okay. I do love A Christmas Carol. Yes. Um. Yes. And there's so many, um, like, adaptations to, you know, yeah. even with, like, you know, movies and stuff that it becomes yeah. kind of like, I mean, it's one of the movies that you watch during Christmas time. Like, Yeah, exactly. So I think that adds to the desire to read it, you know? Right, right. But to be perfectly honest, if I hadn't already known the story of it, mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have done with that one either. Yeah. You never know. I mean, I already knew the story, so that helps. Right. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, and again, I haven't haven't read that one in a while either. I actually meant to read it again this year. I was going to read it with the kids and just see how yeah. they did. And if they hated it, we wouldn't, you know, yeah. belabor it, but just for fun. Yeah. Um, but we haven't started it yet. So. Okay. Um, but, yeah. It's, I, I, I do like A Christmas Carol, but in general, I'm not a huge Dickens fan. Yeah. So. I hear you. Um. What about you? Is there, 
like stuff that you were kind of interested in as far as like the history of it? Or Well, I am always like, if I read a book about a real person, just like last time with Shakespeare, yeah. I want to know what part of the book is true, what part of the book is fictional, what, yeah. um, and where the author might have come up with those things. Yep. So, um, you know, I kind of like doing that part of, like, after I read, doing the research, just because it's interesting yeah. to me to see. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, what's what's up with them. So, yeah. Yeah. Although I think you're better on the follow through, because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I really want to know, and then I probably <laughs> forget to actually do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this. Okay, so tell us then, what's up with this one? This book has a couple of of things that were accurate, um, but a lot of it was just made up. So the Cratchit family is based on Dickens' childhood. His dad um, went to debtor's prison, and he had to work um, to to help his dad get out of debt. So that part of it is true. Um, Yeah, that's in the book. And that's what he based that family on, yeah. Um, Okay. I thought it was interesting that initially Dickens wanted to write a pamphlet about um, poor children and how to help them. It was called um, An Appeal to the People of England on Behalf of the Poor Man's Child. That was the title of the pamphlet that he wanted to write. And then in a letter, he he wrote to one of his friends and he said that he changed his mind about the pamphlet and he wanted to put out something um, instead that would change the minds of people with 20,000 times the force of the initial approach. So instead of this pamphlet, he wrote this book. And it was his desire to see these poor children... um, thrive and he actually oh what was the name of the school um he oh yeah 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 there was a school for like wayward yeah something children and, and indigent and, children or something like that you know it was something yeah. about oh rag school was that what's called yeah yeah there was like yeah. rags in the title yeah because <laughs> it was and that's what they called it literally because of um what the children would wear they wore rags so yeah. Um, that part is in the book a little bit, how he gives money to, you know, that that school every year. But in real life, he really did. He was a, like, he was very, um, he fought, yeah, he fought for rights of children. So, yeah. well, um, which makes sense. I mean, you look at Oliver Twist and I mean, a lot of his writings have, yeah. mm-hmm. have that element to it where he's like, guys, yep. you know, we need to, we need to look around. Yeah. Um. And it's interesting because after he wrote the story, um, years later, a businessman read it. Um, it's still 1800s, but he decided, based on that book, to close his factory for Christmas, and he provided all his workers with turkey, just like in the book. So, oh wow, he he did have somewhat of an influence, you know. Yeah, and people respected him for how he worked with children in schools and really tried to help these kids. Okay. Um, wow. Which I was like, that's very admirable. Like that's, 
that's awesome that he had that yeah. desire, you know, to yeah to help children, and he had a way, his own way of of helping. Um, yeah, yeah. So he he really wanted to show um, how generosity could lessen poor children's burdens. That was his goal in writing this book. Hmm. So um, Tiny Tim, everybody knows Tiny Tim, was based on one of uh, his sickly brothers. And then he also had a nephew who was disabled. So he based that character on people in real life. Now in the book, he bases it on a little, the woman's little son. I can't remember her name. Right. What's her name? I want to say Elizabeth, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, Maybe that was the first woman. I, it might have been. That I might can't have been remember her one. name. Lovejoy was her last name. Yes. Um, but Miss, anyway, Miss so Lovejoy. her her son was named Timothy and in, in Mr. Dickinson is Carol. That's who the author says he bases Tiny Tim on. Well, it makes sense that he would have this cause at heart because, you know, it, he grew up in poverty. Exactly. He had to yeah. um, claw his way out of out of debt for mm-hmm. his dad, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't his debt. It was his dad's debt, but he had to work it off. Right. And then, you know, eventually, somehow, amazingly enough, rises out of that himself mm-hmm. and is able to have a, a career as an author. So it, it makes sense that that would be you know, a, a big yes um, passion of his to, to yeah. help these kids who are, you know, some of them living on the street, but some of them just live in, in poverty. And, yeah. 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 Um, the only other thing that I could find that I was interested about, you know, with the book was that it is true that 6,000 copies were sold. I think she mentioned that in the book. That, um, I think in like five order... days or something like that. And that, yeah. that's true. That really did happen. Okay. And I'm assuming that would be like a really big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had to know, make amount more. To sell. However, he didn't. It also said that he didn't make as much as he would have liked to because he was not doing very well at the time. So. Okay. But yeah, he did. I mean, 6,000 copies in five days back then is like. I mean, that's yeah. significant. Yeah, I'm assi- right. I'm assuming that would be really big. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the part that I researched, because I was so <laughs> annoyed with the middle of the book where he, you know, in my mind, he cheated on his wife, you know, because he was so enthralled with this woman. Right. Emotionally wrapped up. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, kind of dove into his character a little bit as a person um, and found out, I don't know if you know any of this, but um, apparently, okay, so they had 10 children together. Dickens and Catherine, his wife, had 10 children together and Mm -hmm. they were married for 20 20 years, I think it was. And um, he, like... Okay, after her fifth or sixth child, her sister came to live with them because she 
obviously was struggling with taking care of six children and was, yeah. you know, she was like emotionally drained. She was tired all the time. And he started to kind of complain about that. Like, oh, you're not the way you used to be. And it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so anyway, um, as years go on, he just gets more kind of disgruntled and mm. kind of becomes a big fat jerk. And at wow, one okay. point even tries to have Catherine committed to an asylum and what because he thinks that she's not taking care of the children to the best of her ability all these different things and um has an affair with some 18 year old chick who was an actress oh, yeah okay. yeah well she was supposed this character in the book was supposedly an actress, actress. yeah so yeah i thought that was interesting um yeah i was like oh she threw that in there like that's that it so maybe that wasn't so far from the truth right not yeah. the same time frame but yeah yeah um so he was just and what's sad is that that wouldn't that's that would not be at all unusual or even that big a deal yeah at that time yeah um, most people would assume that you know oh you got six kids things aren't that fun at home you're probably sleeping with somebody else mm-hmm. you know yeah um so now really i don't sad. know when he started that relationship with with uh, her name was Ellen Turnin. Um okay. 18 years old though. Come on. And yeah, it, <laughs> so many wow, things, dude. so many things. But um he told her that he wanted he told Catherine his wife that he wanted a divorce and she left and they were separated and she never came back. Um okay. so I, I don't think they actually got a divorce. I think they just separated and okay. she never went back to that house again, which pff, I wouldn't either, wow. man. I mean, no, there was like no remorse. No. I mean, he just kind of started to be really verbally abusive to her. And mm. yeah. Wow. Went okay. downhill real fast. Yeah, I guess so. So. Yeah. That's really sad. So it's like, oh, he's a good man. He cares about orphans and widows. And then yeah. it's like, oh, he's a jerk. He yeah. <laughs> cheated on his wife and yeah. wanted to throw her out of the house. So that's just a little bit of his, you know, story. But Well, I was reading a book the other day, and this I don't want to sound preachy, but I was it um it was the foster book that we've been reading, and it talks about how like people think that you know, service is about doing these, you know, big gestures towards people and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's so much harder to not snap at your wife mm-hmm. or not, you know, like the, it's the little things yeah. that where you find out if you're willing to be a true servant of Christ. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yes. Like, here's this guy who, you know, I'm true for me. I'm not, you know, right. fingers, but exactly. it's an obvious example of that where, and, and I'm sure I, I, I have no idea what Charles Dickens's relationship with God was, but right. you know, it's, it's, it's easy for him to say, Oh my gosh, look at all these orphans. Look mm-hmm. at all these kids on the street who are living in rags, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, turn around and oh, 
you're not the woman I remember. You, yeah. you used to be a lot more fun around here. Or, yeah. You know, this and that. It's just, that's just who we are, human mm-hmm. nature, mm-hmm. without without Christ and without the Holy yep, Spirit. Yeah, that's our simple just, nature. Um, but the, the true service is, is those little things where it's yeah. just so easy to run off the rails with the people that we love or the small things yep. in life, you know? Yeah. Um, what anyway. book was that that you were reading? <laughs> that, it was the Richard Foster. Of, oh, okay. Um, the, the, the section on service. Okay. Um, yep. For those of you who aren't aware of that book, it, it's so good. It's called oh, um, A Celebration of the Disciplines. Yeah. Um, and it's by Richard Foster. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I just thought that was so convicting for me because yeah. I'm like we think we're doing something wonderful for God when we you know go out and feed the homeless or you know have this big passion for whatever and that's great God put those passions in our heart for a reason um but hi Moxie yeah Moxie saying <laughs> hi <laughs> the fun little aside um <laughs> reminds me of the zoom meetings where cats are wandering in front of the screen and you know, yes. Um, but anyway, so just a little plug for a, a, a book that I yes. absolutely love. But anyway, yes. um, so yeah, I, I that that's really quite sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's too bad. Okay, so. Let's move on to the ratings. Yes. What do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, I can go first. Okay. So for this particular book, I gave it an eight o'clock. Okay. Because uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the beginning and I enjoy, enjoyed the end. But the, the yeah, part that fair. I already talked about, you know, obviously with uh Ms. Lovejoy. I yes. just uh, that I really struggled in that part and um it was hard for me to get past that to enjoy yeah. the actual story. I loved... Did it take you longer to read the book than you expected based on what you were looking at? Like Yes. Yeah. I mean cuz it doesn't look like a very big book. Uh-uh. You know. It's and not... and it's really not that big. Uh-uh. But I think for me, I I was expecting something different, maybe. And yeah. so that's why it was so hard for me to be like, oh, oh, this is taking a totally different turn than what I thought. So, right. yeah, it did take much longer than I thought. Or yeah. much longer than it should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of almost what I was thinking, too. <laughs> okay, so what did you give it? Well... We are on the exact same page, I think, with this book. I, I gave it an 8 o'clock as well. Okay. Um, Middle of the road. It, yeah. Like I said, for me, I felt like it could have kind of been a, a, not, a, you know, a slam dunk. But, yeah. again, I just, I agreed with you. Like, the whole middle chunk, the part with, with Miss Lovejoy, because we can't remember her first name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what was her first name, guys? Someone help us out. No. Um, but, yeah, it just wasn't really my favorite thing no um and didn't even to me like I don't I just didn't feel like it pushed the story forward enough yep. for me like yep. I, it just kind of it almost a dragged bit. during that time yeah and I it did 
I actually enjoyed her as a character. Yeah, she was a good character. Yeah, I really liked her. He just annoyed me. He annoyed me. Yeah. And I also honestly didn't really see why she would want to be friends with him because he's just not that likable in the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly with you. Like the, just the middle of it kind of um, dragged a little bit and yeah. it was just kind of too bad because yeah. I see such potential. Yeah. But it will be going on my McKay's <laughs> stack of books. <laughs> For someone else who might enjoy it a little more. That's right. But, eight, hey, 8 o'clock is a respectable... It is. ...rating, so... It is. Nothing wrong with an 8 o'clock. <laughs> um, but I still have enjoyed talking about it, even regardless yeah. Yeah. of that. It's, it's um, helped me get more in the Christmassy mood, and I'm sitting yes. by my Christmas trees, so... Oh, nice. Yes, with the lights I've on... De- Yes, I keep sa- you, I keep sending you pictures of all my decorations as I do them because they make I know, me so happy. It. They just make me happy. Yes, and I'm like, oh, decorating for Christmas and yes. getting to talk to the kids about Christ. And I know. I mean, not that I don't get to talk to them about Christ, but just I, I just love. It's, the, it's so built into the season of how we can just kind of day yes. by day be like, and it's very intentional know. during Advent. Yes, exactly. Uh, can I ask you what you're doing for Advent this year? Yeah, uh, we are doing kind of a mixed bag this year. Now, last year, um, we did a day-by-day calendar for, like, scripture readings, and it was kind of, like, basically based on, like, the Jesse tree, going throughout scripture to find um, Christ all through scripture and then his birth. Um, Because, obviously, as Christians, it's so hard to explain to kids that Mm. Christ wasn't born. He existed from the beginning. (laughs) You know, the second person in the Trinity is there. From the beginning. That's hard to understand. It's hard to understand. It's hard for me to understand. So, of course, it's hard for them to understand. So, we did that last year, and we usually do something along those lines. This year, um, Jude really wanted to do, he's like, Mom, so there's four weeks of Advent, Uh and uh, four Sundays of Advent, and there's four Gospels. Like, he was, like, excited by this discovery, you know? And I'm like, you're right. He's like, we should do... Every Sunday we'll read the account of Jesus' birth in the four Gospels. I'm like, that's great. Now, there won't be one in Mark, but we can just kind of, you know, like, I'm tell you know like really really there's kind of more like three but that's okay yeah. you know that's cool that Gives you, you a little that. extra time to <laughs> yeah and really we probably won't even be there for the last sunday event then anyway right. so it's okay but he just was so excited like he had this idea he wanted to you know read those those four accounts on the weeks and then we always light a candle uh-huh. um yeah. one additional candle per week on sundays and talk about how jesus is the light of the world mm-hmm. and that you know um and anticipating Christ coming into the world not only that first time but um when he will come again so yeah yeah so that's kind of loosely what we're doing and we'll probably do a few activities here and there but we won't do an activity every single day like we used to do Um, we we don't do that either at first when I started advent I tried to do that and it's just too much with kids it's a little overwhelming Uh, at times yeah like if you get behind on one day you shouldn't be stressed about it I feel like I agree um, because that's not what it's about. It's about, exactly. you know, slowing down and thinking about, yes. you know, Christ and yep. his coming and how he yep. did come. So, yeah, I, I get, um, 
too stressed with the daily activity things. So I, yeah, we don't absolutely. do those anymore. I totally understand that. Yeah. But this year we are, we light a candle. Um, the first candle was, um, oh, what was it? This, it just hopped out of my mind. Um, what is like it? Like yesterday, right? No. We, this is our second candle this week. Oh, Okay. Yeah, we I must started. Be off on my weeks. <laughs> we started um, November twenty ninth. I think was the first week. We oh, started. okay, okay. So, um, why can I not think of the first candle? Help me out. Is it? What is? Oh, it? Just like the colors of them? Yeah. No, not the color. Oh, like what it represents. Is it, is it peace? Yes. Thank you. Oh is my it goodness. Peace? I can't remember. Yes. Because we've never done that version of it, but I know there is okay. like a, each candle represents yes. a different attribute and I, we've yep. never done that one, that's, but I'd be interested to do it. Yeah. That's actually what we're doing this year. So okay, cool. Sunday night, we light the candle all week. Last week we talked about peace and how we can bring peace to those around us and how the ultimate peace comes from Christ who will come again and yeah. we read all these different scripture verses and um <clears throat> then um one thing we talked about was how can we um show peace you know around us when our world is so chaotic so uh yeah. we took that opportunity to send out our christmas cards and then this week we're talking about love so um our kind of our project, I guess, for this week, we're um, making Christmas cookies and we're delivering them to people's mailboxes. So, nice. um, so, you know, we try and do like one thing a week and we have scripture that goes with it. And it's just been a really sweet time, like, you know, to talk about just the things that I treasure, that we treasure as a couple. So, so closely and, and just remind our kids of why this season is so special and so important yep so we i i feel that too it's just it's just a really special time and i we actually um i've always had kind of different candle holders and haven't found anything i especially liked well this year i found some um old brass candle holders Hmm. in an antique store and they were like just like five of them, which was like, I'm like, that's perfect. Five. And they actually, um, start short and go taller. Um, but I arranged them the other way and I had them start tall and go lower. And then I put, we have a little, um, cradle or a little manger Mm -hmm. that I put out at the bottom one. And I was like, so each worker, we're going to think about Christ, you know, leaving, yeah, you know, leaving, the throne and coming down Mm -hmm. to be born in a manger Mm -hmm. and um I don't know if you've ever heard this I believe it's a Finnish tradition but anyway we've done this for several years now that that manger that we have we also have like little pieces of straw that we try to put in over the advent season and we can put in a straw if we kind of do something that prepares the way for Christ yes I have heard of that I love that yeah, so we talked about prepare the way for the Lord, and how do we do that now? We don't physically make a manger for him because exactly. he's not coming physically again right now, although he may. He might come again. Right. But we're, we're thinking about Christ coming the first time, and how would we do that now? Well, we prepare our hearts. Mm-hmm. We, we, we prepare by repenting. We prepare by opening our hearts to him and saying, um, 
Lord, you know, where do I need to trust you? Or yeah. how do I, you know, what can I do to, to make the way easy for you to get to my heart? Mm-hmm. So, um, so we talked about that and sort of, you know, so it's kind of a visual picture of Christ ascending yes. to be born in a manger. Yeah, that's really um, cool. And so that was, that was really fun too. And to, yeah. to talk about some of that I stuff. I love that. And especially this year, we decorated early for Christmas, which I always we decorate did early. But we decorated early. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we decorated, I think it was the second weekend in November. Because yeah. I, I was, or maybe it was the first weekend. I don't know. It was really early. Yeah. I, I was saying to myself all while decorating, this is what we need. This is what our world needs. Not obviously not the decorations of Christmas, but the symbolism, uh, Jesus being the light of the world. And yes, you know, that he will bring ultimate peace. How comforting Mm -hmm. is that, that we can think, yeah, our world is so messed up right now. There are so many things going on that just, if you only watch the news, you're going to be so, so sad all the time. Right. But God, God is our ultimate. He will bring justice. He will yes. bring peace. He will bring righteousness. In, yep. and, and it's not the world's peace that they say what they yes. say is peace. It's yep. not the world's justice because that's mm-hmm. not God's. You know, so just, just the comforting reminder that God is with us and that yeah. he is going to come again and he is going to make all things right. And yep. I think and that he's is already the... doing the work. He's yes. already setting up. He's setting up early too. Yes. He's, yes. he's already bringing all things together under Christ. You don't yep. see that in the headlines, but it's happening. Yes. He is bringing all things under himself. Yeah. Even as we speak. Yeah. And I, I love that. I, I, I think it's perfectly fine. I mean, some people really struggle with the idea of setting up early, yeah. but for me, I I actually set up pretty early this year too. Mm-hmm. We normally set up like right like pretty much on Black Friday. Yeah. Um, but this year we actually decided that we were gonna set up whenever we felt like it. Yeah. Because um for me personally, I know um I don't know who all listens to the podcast, but a lot of you would know that um I struggle with depression. Yeah. And you know, for tons of people, the Christmas season is just hard. And it might be hard because of a loved one passing or that kind of thing. Um, you know, but for me, it's not any of that. It's just, there's less sunlight. There's not as much, you know, it's just, it's just, it can be a little bit overwhelming to to think about decorating. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to decorate when I feel like decorating and when it feels like a joyous thing to do instead Mm. of a chore. Mm -hmm. And it happened to be that it felt like a joyous thing earlier. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I want to start putting some things up because I I don't want it to be a chore to have to get through. Exactly. And so I tend to have this sort of like decorate as I go mentality. And I've just been doing it and it's been fun and it's been joyous and it's been, let's just, you know, put something little new up today or, you know, and so, yeah. That's, that's kind of what we've been up to this year. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> it's, that's funny because, like, I found this year that, so we get everything out all at once. We always do this. 
But this year I took a whole day and I just decorated it the way that I wanted to decorate. And I just let the kids be. I didn't make them do anything. The only yeah. thing that I said, hey, come help me, was with decorating the memory tree. Because we have two trees, one that's decorative, one that's a memory tree. There's yep. a story behind that. But anyway, so, um, you know, I always love for them to help with that because we talk about the ornaments and when we yeah. got them, you know, all that yeah. different stuff, all that fun stuff. But that was the only part that I had them do. And I felt so much less stress because I wasn't trying to orchestrate it all. I wasn't trying yeah. to like, oh, Ellie, don't break that. And oh, Graham, you know, like I, I just was right. relaxed about it. And yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of funny that we both found our groove a little bit this year yeah. with how to do it in a way that is joyous and, and, right. and does bring, you know, peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Well, that's been pretty fun talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> we could have talked about that the whole time instead. <laughs> yeah. I definitely could have because, you know, <laughs> I love all that stuff. Yes. But anyway, um, so yeah, if uh, if you get a chance, read the book and feel free to shoot us any comments you have and um, either through the website or through our email. Um, the website, again, groundsfordiscussionpodcast.com. So um, next month, you want to tell what? What book we're doing next month? Um, I would if I could remember it. <laughs> uh, okay, so then I will tell. It is called This Tender Land. Oh, yeah. It's called This Tender Land, guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a newer one, I think. I think, um, it, I think it might be. I want to say William Kruger. I could be wrong, but is the author but anyway um so that's for january so join us next time on grounds for discussion where the coffee and the books are a perfect blend